You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. From our studio to yours, it's Various Artists with Francis and Liam. Ahia Himaria Tena Koto Katoa, Koliam Toku Ingoa. Francis Tokuingoa, no mai, haere mai ki various artists mo wiki. Welcome along to various artists. My name is Francis. My name is Liam. We will be with you for the next hour. This is your guide to the big wide art world of Tamaki Makoto and beyond for this week. How are we going? It's been a very lovely sunny week, hasn't it? It's been gorgeous. Which is really, really rude because of, I think, both of us, as we've been saying pretty much for the past three weeks, just suffering through the uni grind, but we're nearly there. Yeah. And as soon as everyone's done, the weather's just going to go right back to being awful, but that's fine, you know? (laughs) That's Murphy's Law, I think, is what that's called, Liam. Just some ongoing, like, you know, you... I feel like it's a weird form of motivation. Is it better to study while it's sunny or worse for you, do you reckon? I think the breaks are better. I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't answer that. Everything is just falling apart. And also, <laughs> we can't really see the outside of the thing right now. So for all we know, there's like a thunderstorm going on outside and we're like, it's so sunny and lovely today. But but we're excited to be here. That's true. Yeah. What have we got coming up? If I can a coming up on the show. Well, why don't you start, Liam? Oh, uh, true. <laughs> I chatted to Gabby and Aliyah from Nice Goblins Collective about Love Slash Hate, their new exhibition opening up at the Tattoo Studio next Friday. I speak to Hamish Carter about his new show, To Breathe, To Sit, To Listen, To Talk, which opened at Window Gallery on Wednesday. I also had a quick yarn with Malcolm from Kitty Kiridor Hamilton Zine Fest, happening tomorrow at the Hamilton City Central Library. If you're wanting to take advantage of the sun and have a wee tra- day trip down tomorrow. And finally, of course, we have your local arts guide for Tamaki Makoto over the next week. I sure do hope that it is indeed sunny tomorrow and I'm not just cursing it. Touch wood. He aha ofakado. We would love to hear your thoughts on any of these pieces. So please get in touch. To kupa to himai. You can text us on 5395. Or why am I done? Give us a call in studio on 309-3879. Also, after the show, koea e wariwari e ahi ana koutou te whakarongo koe e ne kōrero anō he pakehere roki roki mārunga e te pai tukutuku o irirangi poho me haere ki 95BFM e rakatikom. You can catch all these chats and more by podcast on the 95BFM website, 95BFM.com. Let's get into it. Oh, don't suffer for your art chat. Various artists with Francis and Liam. A new exhibition is opening at Nice Goblins Collective Tattoo Studio next Friday on the 16th of June. The Love Slash Hate exhibition will showcase work from Gabby, a tattooist at Nice Goblins, and photographer Elia, the collective's marketing manager, focusing on themes of both self-love and self-loathing and how they relate to each other. The opening next Friday at 7pm will have DJ Sharon from Payroll playing from 7 and BYO drinks, Kai, and all sorts of good times. I had a chat to the two about the work and Nice Goblins as a whole is that chat now i'm gabby stabby gabby dot gif um on instagram i'm alia um aliasin triple n on instagram i work as the um, media marketing manager and gabby is um, i'm a tattoo artist there and i've been i did my apprenticeship there finished it and started tattooing full-time there i think that nice goblin is a really interesting and important space in tamaki makoto for i guess just the very multidisciplinary 
sides of it obviously they're kind of like yeah. main bulk of it is a tattoo studio but you guys also do the 151 improv jazz nights yes. various launch parties things like that as an event space um and these sorts of exhibitions have you done many things like this before yeah we we did a few um part of my initial um apprenticeship as i arranged an exhibition of like just local artists around and then we've done a few like in-house exhibitions as well where because all of the people who work at Nice Goblins are artists as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, I think, such a, a fruitful space to be able to show like local art around. And we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just this like one one type of space, because I feel like that's kind of how capitalism is ruining a lot <laughs> of these spaces, as if it's like so geared towards one thing and there's no space for community or anything. So. Yeah because we are a collective you know we're just not we're not just a tattoo studio we're a collective we we try to support other local artists as well like for example the last anniversary party um we got funding from the government and we um, made some ex collective exhibition with some local artists and i was part of it as well so it was it was great it's the same sort of theory in a strange way with street art and mural art where it's not necessarily needing people to be going out of their way to go to yeah. a gallery and do all these things. Of course, those that is great, but it's also awesome for people to be able to be on their way to get a tattoo or go to a gig and still be able to see these pieces of art. So is the work that's in Love Hate going to be remaining up for the next, how long will it be remaining up at Nice Goblins? It'll probably remain up for about like two months Hmm. and then we have another exhibition planned. So it's like a constant rotation, keeping Hmm. it fresh. Do you guys conceptualize them as one, sort of like putting them together or is this both just things that you guys already had sort of ideas that you decided to bring together into one exhibition between the two of you? The reason why we decided to to make an exhibition together is because well, we, we became friends through Nice Goblins mm-hmm. um, and we just realised that we had so much in common and that extended to our art practices. Yeah. So our art already fit together really well, dealt with the same sort of themes and emotional concepts behind them. I would say 90 to 95% of the art that's going to be shown was specifically made for this exhibition, yeah. um, not like previous art that we had created that just happened to fit mm-hmm. but we had it we didn't have to like change our concepts or that have much. to change our style yeah. as well because it just fits perfectly as yeah. Gabby said so it's just kind of natural a natural process that we don't have to like oh my god is this gonna fit mm-hmm. the exhibition or not because that's just already our style so Mm. yeah we're just fitting it together in one collective space yeah yeah and this is this fitting together between different mediums i believe it's going between photography videography some illustration work is this kind of like segmented off between the two of you with gabby you kind of having your experience course in handcrafted visual stuff this is the photography and the videography and more new media stuff or is that a bit more kind of like cross-pollination between your mahi my my style has always been a lot more like painterly sculptural and Alia is a lot more within the like digital realm yeah. which is um and film yeah um which is like a, a contrast that we quite appreciated because we were covering so many bases and so it is um segregated in terms of the the um mediums but then we also have a collaborative piece where we've decided to bring it together yeah 
Um, so we we have these like se- separate elements that then come together in this this one one individual piece. And the title of this uh, exhibition as a whole, love slash hate, kind of like yeah. plays into the general way that you've described this on Instagram and other platforms through, uh, to quote, just their art focusing on themes that deal with the relationship between you and oneself, negative and positive, or the nuances in between. How have you been trying to recreate this feeling through your work between the two of you? I guess starting with you, Aliyah. So for me, how it starts, how we, I get that idea of love and hate is probably from one of the poems I made last year and it says I love you and I hate that I love you so it's kind of showing that if like when you hate something it doesn't mean you can't love it as well and it goes to everything in life Um, for example being alive itself you know you can hate being alive but still love living you can hold these two opposing emotions towards something, things that happens ha- happens in your life, people in your life, um, uh, and the, the way um, people interact with, with your story. Mm. Um, is it, it can be, like, you can hold both, like, these warm, really loved-up feelings towards these elements, but then have things that are maybe a bit, I mean, negative or toxic around them. And then how do you bring those together, make um, good decisions for yourself and, and your life moving forward um, while holding these two opposing um, things at the same time. Um, and then also just the the general consensus around a lot of our art focus on, focuses on queerness and the queer experience. Um, so there's that side of the love but then the hate side being the um, maybe not being accepted um, in a wide wider realm by certain people yeah. um, or even the battle that you have within yourself about your queerness. Like there's, there's so many ways that you can look at this, um, mm. which is why we chose these. It's, it's quite broad, um, but also quite, um, I guess, emotional wording. That, that can it's really quite stir. intimate to yeah. everyone, you know, like everyone have their own intimacy level with that love and hate relationship. Are there any particular pieces that you guys have within this exhibition that you're excited for people to see? Oh God, everything. <laughs> I think um, it's, I we've, we've pushed ourselves mm. quite a bit to like um, try and, and really explore um, like elements within ourselves. I'm quite excited for like the sculptural element on my side. I don't want to give too much away, um, <laughs> but um, the I I also I just need to add that some of the art is explicit. If that's something that that people need to be aware about, so just just putting that out there. But I'm I'm quite interested to see people's reaction. That I I know which part of Alia's art I'm most excited for. Which one is that, Debbie? The um one that you did with the the binding material. Yeah, yeah. So there's one about expressing a lot about um gender, like how we see ourselves, like who am I? Um, and sort of like how I see like my body as a vessel um, and how I try not to confuse how I look with how who I am on the inside. 
Yeah. yeah, there will be some art regarding on that. And I'll be exciting as well because one of the photo that I took was a series from Indonesia as well with a queer Indonesian person. And I'm excited to share that as well. Yeah, I think that it's really interesting just the ability to use your guys' own workspace as an exhibition space. How do you think it's going to feel kind of having your art up there whilst you're doing work? Yeah, it's really, I think it's really exciting because, I mean, how many workspaces do you get that's that supportive of Mm. you, like giving us free reign to, to make the art that we want to make and then providing a space without any um like caveats i think we're we're very grateful for wayman who owns the studio um he's shout out way shout out (laughs) way um first boss (laughs) um he he is really like hands off trusts us with the process and just wants to be there to facilitate a space for us to create things so i think in terms of it being such a supportive environment and everyone else that we work with is i mean they're all i consider them all to be my friends mm-hmm. um i think having such support around you it it can't be anything but good yeah it's like a sense of community you know like our own family little mm. family little goblins yeah <laughs> another quick shout out to way for uh doing my first tattoo with a little invadism that's chilling out oh, on my oh arm my God, Absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, I mean, mean, Nice Goblins is an amazing space for this exhibition work, for the tattoo work, and for the music work, which, speaking of, uh, the opening for this exhibition will be next Friday the 16th of June at 7pm, yeah? Yeah. What sort of stuff are you planning for this? You've got Sharon from Payroll coming in to do some DJing work. Is there anything else? Yeah, and then we just, it's free entry. Um, We didn't want to gatekeep anything as many people as want to come see the art before you go out for your friday night Night yeah yeah yeah. come come in come have a look and then um there'll be some some catering some uh some car um and it's byo you can bring your own drink as well so yeah you can have a good time before going to the club maybe with your friends and just see some art That was Gabby and Elia from Nice Goblins Collective chatting about the love-hate exhibition opening next Friday, 7pm at Nice Goblins at 220A Dominion Road. Remember, you can text us at 5395 to let us know what you think about any of these pieces or just let us know how your day is going. This is a bit of carbon carb. It's been a rough year. Been very much so in the whole of this band recently. We've got some more chats coming up after this. Tune in, you're on BFM.
Vous êtes en train d'écouter 95 BFM. Well, tonight there's Scalper live, followed by DJs Junior and TDK. And tomorrow, Faith and the Sweetos live, followed by DJ Spliff Curtis and Martina Mack. Same old Ponsonby Social Club, 152 Ponsonby Road. Music's everywhere. It's like a cloud of art. Here at 95BFM, we've sucked up some of the best contemporary bangers, bottled them and chucked them into a special Spotify playlist just for you. Our playlist for June will surely make you swoon. Featuring tracks from Cindy, Dictaphone Blues, Le Priest, Rose City Band and the Chemical Brothers. Why not give it a hoon? Follow 95BFM on Spotify for our monthly Spotify playlist and stay au fait. 95 At this radio station, we do our utmost to abide by the Broadcasting Standards Authority and their rules and guidelines. If you seriously think we've crossed the line on air... Give us a call on 309 4831 within 20 working days of the broadcast date and tell us about it. We'll be able to help you out and tell you the procedure if you wish to make a formal complaint to the Broadcasting Standards Authority. Fuck knuckles, cock and piss. Balls. Thank you. Furious artists with Francis and Liam. So you can go to the opening for more than just the snacks. You're back on Various Artists with Francis and Liam on BFM. Thanks for your texts. We really appreciate those. Very, very, very lovely. Very Thank you. Kind. <laughs> and 5395 is the number you can text to get in touch with us. Hamish Carter is an emerging interdisciplinary artist based in Tamaki Makoto. His work is guided by a decolonizing framework, a methodology around reciprocal exchange with local ecosystems and theories on walking as performative action. Having recently completed a master's in visual arts at AUT last year, culminating in the exhibition Walking Witness Treated Trace, Hamish has developed a mobile art making practice using graphite frottage rubbings paper ink, wood and charcoal to work collaboratively and on foot with more than human occupiers of urban um, ecosystems here in Tamaki Makoto. To Breathe, To Sit, To Listen, To Talk is the name of his new show at Window Gallery, which opened on Wednesday. It explores the possibility of a relational art-making practice, engaging in this more-than-human dialogue with trees and other living entities in nearby Albert Park. The dialogue is proposed as an urban place-making strategy in collaboration with the park's long-term occupants, i.e. the trees to tell a place-specific story of its complex history. I caught up with Hamish this morning to hear about this show. Here we are now. Let's start broadly and talk about your practice and your interests as an artist. Can you tell me what you're interested in and what your artistic uh, journey has looked like over the past few years? I would say my art practice is kind of a multidisciplinary one, but is guided by my kind of background in outdoor pursuits and tramping and um, and my time in the outdoors. I'm originally from Hamilton and I spent a lot of time kind of in the bush and um, yeah, in the, in the outdoors growing up. And so I kind of carry that that sphere kind of with me in my um, art practice today. And I guess my practice is, is also at the same time kind of guided by, yeah, a kind of a set of guiding principles around 
yeah, kind of giving back to the outdoors or working in reciprocity with living entities in the environment, making sure that the work that I'm doing is, um, yeah, working in a collaborative way with trees and other living beings in, um, in the outdoors. So, yeah, last year at AUT, I returned to, to study to do my master's and kind of formed a bit of a methodology around all this stuff um, and, and, um, and some practices that through um, kind of walking, uh, taking tools into the uh, local ecologies nearby to where I live in Tamaki Makoto to, to work in a collaborative way with the trees and other kind of living beings in, in the ecology. And, and that's kind of guided my, my art practice thus far and kind of going forward. And congratulations on this show at Window Gallery, which we are talking about today. I popped over earlier uh, to the General Library to see it. It's a very abundant and generous, in a good way, uh, install, which shows both the work uh, and your process as well. Can you describe to listeners exactly what it is that you're exhibiting? Okay. I have developed an exhibition that uses a variety of tools that... Uh, kind of like I've prototyped these tools to really bring out the language and movement of trees that are in Albert Park, which is adjacent to the University of Auckland campus. And I guess the theme around this is to really contribute a discussion or um, perhaps a, a way about coming to terms with the kind of quite kind of perhaps I would say fraught but also um, yeah deep deep kind of history of that place of Albert Park and um, a lot of the species and trees in Albert Park kind of came to be there not of their own accord um, and by um, I guess sort of shedding light on on the nature of the yeah the variety of species there it kind of helps to perhaps find a way into discussion around how perhaps non-indigenous species of trees uh, can be, yeah, can, can be kind of called upon to sort of contribute to a discussion around decolonisation. The tools that I've installed there work with the mottled kind of light that comes through the leaves and, and um, help with a mark-making process of my own, as well as a technique that I've developed around finding the texture of the bark on the trees um, using graphite um, through through the paper to bring out some of that um, material and and um, kind of surface language of, of of the tree bark. So yeah, it's quite a mixed installation of different textures and um, and mark making with the um, variety of species of trees living in Albert Park, um, as well as a, a video component um, kind of. Yeah, I guess sort of showing me in the process of making all of these marks with the, um, yeah, with all of the trees and 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 kind of other living entities that uh, that occupy that space. Yeah, you talked earlier about being in the outdoors and tramping um, as a genesis for creative practice for you. What do you think it is about place and being immersed in place that invokes creative practice? I think it kind of has to do with stripping back any kind of preconceived notion about sort of, yeah, coming into the, the outdoors or, or, or being present in the ecology 
um, yeah, really, really kind of strips back any any other kind of yeah, maybe sort of framework that you've um, come along um, that has that has come along with that. Um, I often find when I'm in the bush, everything sort of like drops away, and I find myself just present with with the trees and and plants and um, and birds and animals on a kind of um, one-on-one sort of a basis. Um, so, and I feel that my experience in the in the outdoors has kind of allowed me to kind of bring that through to my art practice to some extent, and maybe extend that to. Um, to not such a perhaps restricted kind of conservationist approach, but to kind of apply that that knowledge to a variety of species, whether they've been kind of planted out by the council or they're in the context of a public park, or um, it's in- I feel like it's interesting to kind of bring that um, yeah knowledge from the realm of hiking and tramping in the outdoors into an urban context. Yeah, I find this really interesting, this presence with plants, this one-on-one basis of meeting. Can you can you tell me about this notion of collaborative mark making, meeting with what you call the occupants of Albert Park? Yeah, that was something that I've kind of worked worked on throughout my um, kind of master's study last year. And it came about after reading a lot about this concept of more than the more than human or um, or non-human um, occupiers of space which can be kind of thought of as a way to um, I guess give give a bit of identity to plants who may not look or or are still living but um, don't essentially kind of hold the same yeah the same sort of brain or body or or yeah or, or sort of um, living um, uh, sentientness like humans and that they kind of live on an equal playing field as us if we think of them as as sort of like occupiers of space who are living and breathing but in a different way than we do so that kind of context allows me to kind of I guess um, be a bit more, yeah. Bring a bit more understanding on a on a on a sort of like equal playing field with the trees, and I and brings me to equally to their kind of level, as 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 if I was sort of collaborating with them, like they're an, another artist. Um, yeah. So I kind of like to meet with the tree. You know, go up, touch it. Um, feel what um, marks I, I feel like would would kind of make um, make good marks certain trees blow in the wind in a way that um, yeah I guess sort of shows their kind of movement and language in a different way than other trees some trees are a bit more set in place and stiff and those trees are really good for showing their their marks through a process of textured sort of like frottage with graphite. For other trees I've collaborated with, they kind of move in the wind and make really nice patterns and, and um, playful kind of movement on, on the page through their, um, uh, through their shadows. 
yeah. Yeah, I think it's so interesting to think about trees as collaborative artists um, that have also been witness to the history that you're tapping into uh, or drawing out or, or giving voice to through this work. How important do you think the proximity of Window Gallery being to Albert Park is? Yeah, it was something that I really wanted to position first and foremost as Window Gallery is on Auckland University campus and the history of the campus and the nearby, kind of nearby Albert Park. Um, yeah, I guess it was sort of threaded with a lot of um, a lot of links with yeah, just that that place, um, the tree species that you see planted in Albert Park. Uh, have been brought there by way of the colonial diaspora, oak trees, um, some of those fig trees that have come from um, South America and Australia, um, deemed as kind of exotic sort of species. And also, yeah, I guess just the proximity with window gallery kind of made sense that the display that you can see is a is kind of telling of the that place the wall outside window gallery outside the University of Auckland General Library um, that's made of stone is a remnant of Albert Park's use as a army barracks um, by George Gray's um, 65th before invading the Waikato in 1863 which is a really kind of like heavy sort of a part in that that place's kind of history this by addressing through um this quite playful um kind of mark making that gets on a level with the the tree's own kind of textural language i'm a i guess i'm attempting to kind of find a way in to kind of have a conversation that perhaps teases that apart a little bit and um on a on a more um yeah, on on a on a level that um, is is true to the the tree's occupation of that space. Mm, yes, and and I think that's something you've achieved really strongly um, through this work. Mm. I wonder how long is the exhibition running for? Okay, so um, it's on for a month. So from um, Wednesday just been um, through till uh, the fifth of July. Awesome. So um, yeah, people can go along and um, and and whenever the general library is open, they can venture on in and 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 view the work. Great, and I understand you're having an event at some point over the next month. Is that right? Yes. So um, that will likely be in the next couple of weeks, um, probably around 21st of June, um, and the event will be um, in collaboration with. Stanley, who is the Auckland University um, groundskeeper, who has, I guess, a lot of knowledge about the some of the trees and other um, kind of plants and things on campus and also around Albert Park. So I'm going to be hosting an event in collaboration with him that people can come along to and and we can sort of shed some more light on certain certain sites and, and species and um, and plants living in the area. I'd really encourage listeners to get along to that. I actually had the privilege of meeting Stanley um, a few weeks ago during my own, uni- yeah. own, own university semester, and he's just a fount of knowledge and a huge advocate for um, the visual arts as well. Um, so yeah. do get along to that. 
That was Hamish Carter talking with me about his new show, To Breathe, To Sit, To Listen, To Talk, which is on now at Window Gallery. Thanks, Hamish, for that kōrero. You are on Various Artists with Francis and Liam. We do have another piece coming up shortly, but before we get there, here's a track from Sylvan Esso's recent live recording at Electric Lady. This is Coming Back to You. Oh, 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 oh,
Positive critiques. Honest. Various artists. That's right, you are on Various Artists with Francis and Liam. If you're free to you text in to 5395 if you want to get in touch. I had a quick chat yesterday with Malcolm from Kirikiridoa Hamilton Zine Fest with artists coming to Hamilton from across Kirikiridoa, Doakato, and a few heading down from Tamki Mikado. If you're keen to take advantage of the weather tomorrow and have a cheeky day trip, you can head down to Kirikiridoa Zine Fest. There's so many amazing artists going on there. And I had a quick chat to learn more about the sort of mahi that's gone into it. Here's that chat now. My name is Malcolm Hutchinson. I'm a zine maker myself and I'm on the uh, Zine Fest committee to help to organise the event. The thing that really massively impressed me about last year's event here in Hamilton was, um, you know how everyone talks about inclusivity and valuing diversity and stuff, and I thought that at the Zine Fest we actually managed to really pull that off. Right, There were all kinds of people represented there um, in terms of storeholders, but also of the punters who came and visited us, you know. Mm. I just thought it was awesome that people were sort of coming out and they were proud to be who they were and proud to make their um, offerings uh, to the public. And it was just, it was really heartening, I thought. We've had yeah. a really strong queer community in, in Hamilton for decades, right? So, um, and also the arts community, generally speaking, and I have found as a member of this community in Hamilton is very welcoming and very open arms and, and you know, we're... Um, that sort of thing. So I, I would, and also Hamilton is my hometown. So you know, I feel like I want to, I want to say, yeah, it's a wonderful place. You know, it's people are always nice and warm and friendly. The yeah. fest itself was just awesome, right? It was like a really nice vibe of of people being themselves and making their artistic offerings. What sort of things can people expect if they're wanting to head down to Hamilton for the Zine Fest on Saturday? So first of all, we do actually have some Tamaki Makaura people representing um, at Kirikiridoa at our Zen Fest, and we've had storeholders from Auckland last year, um, and so that's always a really cool thing to see uh, fine folks from there visiting us. Um, and what people would expect is, so it's around self-made printing, uh, uh, publishing, I suppose. So some people do like comic books, you know, that are illustrated with stories in them and that sort of thing. Some people do poems. Some people do collages and stuff. It's usually, it's it's mostly around bits of paper folded and stapled and stuff. 
How many different um, stallholders do you have at this year's event? So we have 42 stallholders this year. And I think that that's really cool because sort of like looking through, we've been shouting out a lot of the individual uh, stallholders yeah. via Instagram and everything. It's interesting because it's really not just solely uh, Hamilton-based artists. As you mentioned, there's a bunch coming down yeah. from Tamaki Mikado, but there's also a bunch from across the Waikato, which I think is really interesting because what would you yeah. say to them to kind of like try and bring them down and see a new side of Kirikiriroa? Oh, come on down. It's a, a day trip on the train, which... Uh, come on down, you'll see a whole lot of really cool stuff, um, and you'll meet a whole lot of really friendly people, I think, yeah. Mm, yeah, have you guys been intentionally trying to get in a bunch of contributors from around the island, or has it been just something that happened naturally as people... Uh, people know each other, mm. so, you know, we have we have regulars from Tauranga, for example, and some of our folk go over there when they have their one, and so people sort of know each other, and there's a bit of a network of... Uh, of people talking about it and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's kind of like a... Uh, I guess it's aimed at, at cultivating and helping out a community of zine makers and people who have an interest in this uh, side of things. So, But it, it's also quite an organic community that's already there, so people tend to come together who, who kind of know each other and then also other new people come along. It's just awesome. And will there just be the market or are there other events that are happening as part of the Zine Fest? So there's a uh, zine-making... Um, workshop that's there and it's in the Hamilton Public Library in Centre Place in the middle of Hamilton and so there's heaps of other stuff going on in the library at the same time so yeah it's mostly around stalls and then we've got an after party so so this is about do-it-yourself culture um, and uh, we we believe or I believe that everybody is some kind of artist or has an artist in them and it's like um, it's just a way of finding your own expression. And I think people in Auckland are the same as people in Hamilton, yeah? It's like we're, all humans are really creative, and uh, this is a great opportunity to come and see some artwork uh, uh, that's uh, usually specific to the Waikato, but I can't even say that, right? So like we've seen people come from all over the show. So, yeah, I'd just say if you're in Auckland um, and you're thinking about a, a really nice day, trip somewhere, come down to Kirikiriroa and come to our Zen Fest in the, in the Hamilton Central Library. That was Malcolm from Kirikiriroa Hamilton Zen Fest. Once again, as you said, that'll be tomorrow, Hamilton City Centre Library from 10 till 3pm. Grab a mate, take a day trip down and have a great old time. We've got a quick track before the art guide. This is The Story So Far with Heavy Gloom. So much deeper Why would I wanna see you? 
It's the 95 BFM Art Guide on various artists. It's paintings in that. Well, it's not all paintings, is it, Liam? Paintings and that. And that. Ah. And those other things. The all-encompassing and that. Yes. Ramare, Friday, the 9th of June. Tonight and tomorrow, Class 103, CLAS 103, Greek Mythology will be on at Basement Theatre. Seemingly a regular uni lecture, this is not what it seems as the one-person play eventually devolves into chaos. That will start tonight at 6.30, same time tomorrow night. Also, tonight will be the last day that you can see the Black to the Future zine at Ellen Melville Centre celebrating the artists in Aotearoa's Afro-Kiwi community. And tomorrow, Rahoroi, Saturday the 10th of June, will be Kirikirio Hamilton Zine Fest. As we said, take a little road trip down. We had a chat to them earlier in the show. They'll be from 10 to 3 p.m. at Hamilton City Central Library. Closing this Ratapu Sunday the 11th of June is the Auckland Festival of Photography, showcasing awesome work from across Aotearoa and the rest of the world. This is taking place across various venues in Tamaki. You can find more information at www.photographyfestival.org.nz uh, for literally hundreds of pieces of work around the city, so do get amongst that. There's also quite a lot going on next weekend, such as Dirty Work, an ode to joy on at Q Theatre, and a new project from Indian Ink Productions. This is a combination of work where different choirs come on each night, none of whom have read the script, written by Jacob Rajan and Justin Lewis. That'll be on next Ramari, the 16th of June, and will continue on until the 2nd of July. That's right. You can find more info about musical gigs and other things on the 95 BFM Entertainment Guide on our website, 95BFM.com. That was the 95BFM Art Guide. We've got one track before we close out the show. This is Clear Tummy by Igloo Ghost, who is playing next Tuesday at Nick of the Woods.
with Francis and Liam. Ko ere te hōtaka katoa mō tēnei wiki. Ne te mihi ki a koutou katoa e kōrero mai ki o mō tēnei rā. That's all for us on Various Artists for today. Cheers to everyone who chatted to us. Big thanks to Hamish Carter. As well as Gabrielle and Elia from Nice Goblins and Malcolm from Kirikiriri or Hamilton Zine Fest. Neira, hoki te mihi kia koutou e whakarongo ana. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, as we said, you can listen back to all of those chats and more at 95bfm.com. Ka hoki mai mātoa a Next up is Land of the Good Groove. You're listening to 95BFM. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.